La 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 la. My headphones are tangled. Oh, God. Ooh, so are mine. How embarrassing. Well, these aren't mine. These are studio headphones. And... You're going to get head lice. <laughs> Again? Okay, hang on. Feet up. <clears throat> Can you hear go. me? Am yes. I on? <laughs> well, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. When did we do the last one? December? I may be 14th? the wor- worst person in the history of time and space at chronicling these things. How many episodes we have, when the last one was. I think it's been about. a month. I think it's been, we were going to be back sooner, but then I had to stay home for an extra week after Christmas vacation because somebody in my home caught the Rona. <gasps> Gasp. But it wasn't you. No, I've already done it. I had OG COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Not this adorable new strain. Not this trendy thing all the kids are on TikTok are yeah, doing. No. No, you were a close contact. But my favorite part is that you were the close contact. You were free and clear. Yep. In the eyes of the Alberta government, you could go cough on apples at grocery stores. And I did. <laughs> Good. Uh, but you were not allowed in this. The only place you could not go on this planet was this building. I could go into the cockpit of a 747. Like I could go anywhere I wanted to go, but not here. Oh no. No, you could run and manage an entire submarine. Yeah. But you could not come into this building. So you had to sit in your basement alone. You were also the one that got sent to the basement. Yeah, but I don't mind that. Basement life is the sweet life at my house because that's where all the good stuff is. That's where all the the fun stuff that's not allowed upstairs is like that's where the cool guitar amps are and the guitars and the more guitars. The treadmill's down there too. I like the treadmill. Yeah. And a TV down there. Oh yeah. Throwing a hot plate and got a your fireplace. Set. Oh, I was good to go. And I'm still, as a matter of fact, is this a safe space? Sure. I'm still in the basement. Ooh. I can't break up with the basement. <laughs> I'm trying. I went up uh was it Saturday? Maybe Saturday, I moved a few things back upstairs into the master suite, and I crawled into bed that night. I'm laying there. I go, this is weird, and I excused myself and went back down to the basement. I tried for a solid half hour. The daylight just was too bright. Yeah. You had to go back to where the windows are small. It's sort of like a, I don't know, like a feral child, a child raised by wolves. The child is brought into society, adopted, maybe fostered by a family, but the child still wants to sleep outside. Mm. That's sort of where I was at. I would just worry that it's a slippery slope and mm. that one day the dinner bell is going to ring. You're going to go upstairs and there's going to be one place setting missing. And oh, it's yeah. just because they forgot about you. <laughs> the rest of my beautiful family sitting around that really long dining room table. Yeah. <laughs> no place for me. No, there's no fork for Garney. <sighs> However, all your time uh, in the basement was not mm. for nothing. Yeah, like I said, that's where the fun stuff is. And um, while I was down, we were sort since we changed the name of the podcast, we were lacking a theme song. Right. So I whipped one up. I made us a theme song. I like it too. It's, uh, it's surfy. It's instrumental. It's old school surf rock. Okay, let's hear this thing. Okay, here we go. Don't judge too harshly. I'm not a professional musician.
really good. Got like got a little riff going in the middle there. You know what? Musically, it is rock solid. I mm-hmm. feel like it's missing something though. Okay, what do you figure? I question the instrumental part of it. I it's think- not so. Here's the thing: when I was sitting down there alone in my basement, having the time of my life. I tried writing lyrics for it, but it's like the podcast is now called The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's not a super sexy line to sing in a song. No, I don't think Drake's going to drop that line in his next song. No, so, yeah, but th- I, I agree. Maybe it needs something. It needs just a little bit of punch. And I thought, what if we play it again, but we just say some of the fanciest words we know? Mm. And it'll make us, at the very least, seem extremely deep and wise. Okay, so like we'll just go back and forth? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just say the fanciest words you know, and I think people will get the gist of what this podcast is all about. So okay, want well, to try this again? Yeah, you go first, though. Okay, let's try this. Synergy. Oh, okay. Bibliography. Luxembourg. Magna Carta. Saute. Dusseldorf. Although Dusseldorf, Dusseldorf is a fancy, like it's a fancy word, but it kind of sounds, I don't know, a little bit dorky. <laughs> Dusseldorf. Intrigue. Oh, that was nice. Ooh, that was a buzzer beater. Yeah. Okay. I, I think Dusseldorf was maybe my favorite one of the bunch. I think that, um, yeah, in the future, maybe we'll try other fancy words. But for the, for the time being, that's the way the uh, theme music is going to stand. I like it. Do you really like that? Or are you just sort of, oh, God, he wrote another song? No, that's pretty cool. I wouldn't I'm impre- I, I wouldn't have guessed that you made that. Oh, no. I thought I did you would have scoured the internet and found a cool surf rock instrumental. Oh, no. I played all the instruments, Bryce Kelly. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, my name's Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly, the first podcast of 2022. It's here. What a year it's been. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's only, what, 18, 19 days in? Oh, my God. Yeah. Can hardly tell. I got a new watch, and I can't really see the date. <laughs> <laughs> you had to break up with the Apple Watch. Oh, my God. That was the other thing I did. I broke up finally. That, nothing in my life has ever caused me as much anxiety as my Apple Watch. I couldn't stand it. And I had a 679-day streak. And I thought, this is ridiculous. I closed all three rings 679 days in a row. But I was getting up at, like, I'd wake up at 1.30 in the morning because I'd need to go make a onesie. And I'd put my watch on so I would get credit for the steps to the bathroom and back to bed again. And then I'd put my watch back on its charger and try and go back to sleep, but I couldn't because then I'd be thinking, oh, I got to close all those rings, man. I got to close them all. Yeah, that is next level. No. If uh, if the Zodiac Killer had an Apple Watch, I would think they would find that that was his movement. Oh, yeah. As well. He did similar things. I would get here to this building a solid 45 minutes earlier than I needed to be here so I could walk laps in the hallway before I started my work day. Plus, then I would go home and I would go on the treadmill again for another 45 minutes. There were days when I was walking, running 15 to 20 kilometers a day because of my Apple Watch. And, and how do you thank it for all that increased exercise and probably longevity <laughs> added to your life? Throwing it in a drawer. Well, my jeans certainly don't fit any better. 
<laughs> I question how effective it is too. I, I have mine. I'm still a slave to mine. I can't. I just. I will likely put mine back on again eventually. But for the time being, I just needed a break from it. I'm. Uh, it's a Ross and Rachel thing. We might be back on, but we're always going to question whether oh, it was a breakup. A will they? Won't they? Yeah. Between you and your watch. Yeah. Okay. Well, we should probably give our first set of recommendations for the new year. Oh, you mean the podcast's not over already? (laughs) I feel like we've been talking forever. Uh, Yeah, recommendations. I don't know where to begin. I got so many here. Yeah, we have a month's worth of uh, TV that I watched, and that's about it. What are you going to go? Are you going to go first, or am I going first? Uh, I can go first. Okay, what have you got? So, I mean, I really enjoyed Don't Look Up. So did I. I loved that. But I don't want that to be my... I got... Uh, actually, our boss recommended me a very cool album mm-hmm. from a band called Turnstile that was really cool, um, but that's not it. I actually, just last week, uh, this new show called Peacemaker came out. It's on HBO Max. Is this that weird one you told me about? Yes. You didn't exactly sell me on it. So it's uh, it's John Cena starring in it. <laughs> the he, wrestler? The wrestler. Okay. He's actually got, he's really funny. He's a pretty funny guy. Uh, so you'd have to see The Suicide Squad, that movie from last summer. His character from that movie, it's kind of a spin-off and has a TV show now. Uh, so he plays so he's a superhero of sorts. He's kind of a bumbling mm-hmm. fool of a superhero. Um, and it's directed by the same guy who did the movie, James Gunn. The, he did at least the first three episodes. They released three last week and then it's one a week after this. But it's uh, and the classic rock music that is integrated into this. Oh. And like it's weird classic rock. Like it's not like, you know, Tom Petty. It's Cinderella. Ooh. It's stuff like that. It's like hair metal, classic rock that's weaved in and out of this show. The action's good. It's really funny. It's really stupid. It's HBO, so they're cussing like sailors. I like funny and I like stupid. Yeah. Okay. Like his sidekick is Eagly, which is a bald eagle. That's the part where you lost <laughs> me. When you were standing in my office the other morning going, you got to watch. When you told me his sidekick was an eagle, I'm like, this sounds dumb. And when I say sidekick, like it's not like he, the... Eagle helps solve crimes. It's more like he just has an eagle as a pet. Okay, like the eagle doesn't have a handgun or a firearm, a badge. He just drives a car down the road with an eagle in it. Okay. (laughs) In the passenger seat. (laughs) It's so stupid, but it was really well done, and there's a a bunch more episodes to come. So Peacemaker was really good. You'd have to watch Suicide Squad first, though, to kind of understand what's going on. My recommendation this time around is a bit of a— Tardy to the party thing. Oh, okay. It's a song. It's, um, first of all, my childhood friend. This is my oldest friend in the world, Davey Springer, who lives in Regina, Saskatchewan. Regina. Davey Springer. Yo, I met him in grade three in the coat room, King George Elementary, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. He had two black eyes. I had ill-fitting jeans. So that's where we met. <laughs> or is that a connected thing? Or the no, two there's no just two. I just remember these jeans I was wearing looked horrible on me. I was in grade three. You'd think <laughs> that I wouldn't care, but I knew he had two black eyes because he had just taken a baseball in the face. Oh, so that's when I met Davy. So he messaged me over the Christmas holidays, and he's like, "I don't know if you watch Letter Kenny at all, but I think you'd really like some of the music." Mm. And. I was familiar with Letter Kenny, but I had never watched a single episode. But his message said, I just heard this song in the closing credits, uh, season 10, episode three. The episode is called Dick Meat. Mm-hmm. D-Y-C-K. Yes, Meat. I watched that episode. Okay. This is the song. 
<laughs> playing in the closing credits. The band is called Wand. The song is Flying Gollum. This is a full-on certified Red Seal banger. Uh, it starts with a little guitar, very innocent sounding, and then pow, right out of the blue, it goes five upside your head and just kind of leaves you wondering how you functioned before you heard this song. I'm just happy that you are now, because I one of my recommendations ages ago was Letter Kenny. You you did a recommendation on that? Oh, I recommended Letter Kenny. On this podcast. I believe I did. Huh. Unless I'm making that up, which I could be. But I'm just glad that you're uh I'm finally on board. So yeah. You're watching like, it. Because it was my the message from my friend Dave, who he made me question why am I not watching Letter Kenny? I'd seen little bits and pieces of it, but I'd never really sat and digested an episode. Two or three episodes I in, I was like, oh yes. Please feed me more letter candy. You're not going to walk out of there having learned anything. Oh well, no, I'm probably dumber. Oh yeah. Yeah. But they're just 20 minute episodes, there's six per season. Yeah. And so, the characters are you probably you if you only see little bits and pieces of it, you probably think they're really dumb. But they're actually full of wisdom. Like they're very Wayne in particular, I relate a lot to him. I think him and I share a lot of the same beliefs. And the music, like as as it goes along, mm-hmm. the music becomes a more of a part of just you know they'll stop talking and play. There's one episode where they play like three minutes of a song. It almost turns into a music video. Almost, it's an M83 song too. It's actually kind oh, of oh cool. really? Yeah. Oh, um, but uh, I love Letter Kenny. I'm glad you're watching. It. And if this I- song is what got it. You into it? I'm glad that it got you there. That's my recommendation this week. The band is Wand. W-A-N-D, they're from California. The song's called Flying Gollum. Download it now. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Bryce, Hmm? are you living your best life? I don't think there's anybody in my life that would say Bryce is living his best life. (laughs) No. (laughs) It is, it's kind of an interesting, like I love my job. I don't know. I would be one of those people that if I won the lottery, I'd be that annoying guy. Like, I'm going back to work on Monday because I like my job. I do. I enjoy coming here. I don't know what I'd do if I had to stay home all day. Remember that one time I had COVID and I had to stay home? It was brutal. Yeah. I wish I could say this. If I won that lottery, I'd be out of here so fast. This chair would be spinning. (laughs) But it is interesting to think about like if money was no object and you could just do whatever you wanted to do all day long. What would you do? Yeah, how would you fill the hours? You can only travel for so long, so how would you fill your hours after yeah. that? Um, we got a lot of talk about texts on this topic when we were talking about it on the radio show. Um, a lot of them, well, is this the new Playboy photographer? Like, I'm old enough to know, like, when I was in high school and, you know, you'd be filling out your year end, your grad quote for the yearbook or whatever. It'd be like, Barry wants to travel the world and be a penthouse photographer. (laughs) But that like penthouse playboy doesn't really exist anymore. Does it? No, I think the internet did a good job of destroying that. Yeah. Um, So this kind of became the, it's, I want to be a cannabis taste tester. I want to be a quality control uh, cannabis tester. Yeah, that came in a lot. Just basically, you want to smoke weed all day and get. Paid Would that for be it. satisfying though? Like, I don't, um, I don't take the marijuana. 
I feel like it would, uh, your tolerance would get too high. It would just, uh, I think it would disrupt your life. Eventually, but like if you're just, if you have to go every day and sit at a desk and just smoke pot in a cubicle, would your day be awesome or would it just be really boring? I think it would get old. I think the first week would be the best week of your life. And mm-hmm. then after that, it'd be a whole lot of like, so what else is going on here today? Would you have motivational posters in your cubicle? I feel like the mo- soar with the eagles. I feel like the motivation would go down as yeah. time goes on for a multitude of reasons. But it's a lovely thought. Uh, I love this one. Somebody said, "I'd be a refund cashier at Costco. Just give people money all day. Here you go. I'd feel like a game show host." Yeah, you would literally just stand there and go, huh, an on-fire pair of Skechers? Here's $75. Next. A 75-year-old deep freeze? We'll take that. Yeah. A dead fir tree? Bring it on in. (sighs) Think of the stories. And at least uh, every day at lunch, you could have some chicken tenders. Yeah. Hot dog. (sighs) Uh, if money was no object, I would run a YouTube page purchasing and reviewing running shoes and sneakers. Hmm. I would have the time to exercise and get all the fancy shoes I want. A lot of people said they'd want a YouTube channel. It is an interest, And the thing about that is there would actually be an audience for it. Yeah. It's just affording the shoes itself is probably the only thing holding you back. I was actually in West Edmonton Mall, Canada's biggest mall. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have one of those fancy shoe stores now where they sell, like, the Jordans and stuff. Oh. And that's a world I just don't understand. Yeah. Do you When you spend $1,200 on a pair of Jordans, I, I'm just making that number up. I that's don't know. That's probably, yeah. Do you wear those? That's what I don't get. And to be honest, I look at them and I'm like, is that it? Yeah, those look like the $110. Jake. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I think you wear them to impress other sneaker heads, Bryce. Yes. And, and that must, I bet you that is the question that drives them absolutely bonkers. Like, why? No. Do you wear all those shoes? What if you scuff them? Yeah. So maybe those are the questions he could answer in his YouTube channel. What if you're walking through a cow barn and a cow's water breaks just <laughs> as you go by? Are they placenta proof? Oh, boy. (laughs) What does this one mean? I would coach kids hockey and make sure their gear would look tight. If you read Hmm. it with that tone and inflection, it sounds creepy, but I think it is, I would coach kids hockey and make sure their gear would look tight. Basically, they would want to be a youth hockey coach and make sure they have the best equipment. Yeah, is that what that means? I think so. Okay. But you're right. It sounds a little creepy when I read it in that tone. In certain tones, it does sound predatory. Uh, Corey wants to start an online brick link store. What is that? So you take five, ten of a Lego set, copies. You break it down into the like the black two-by-two brick, the red two-by-two brick, and then you sell those individual pieces to people across the world. So you buy five let's say millennium falcons cuz that's yeah. all i can think of sure and you break that you break them all down into individual pieces and you sell the pieces separately in case somebody lost their what what is this for well maybe somebody wants to build that millennium falcon so they're missing a couple of unique pieces of that set oh so they want to put it back together so a lot of people will want to build their old you know space lego or pirate lego from when they were a kid in the 80s or something like that and they want to, you know, get the minifigures or get the pieces to put it all back together. So 
Is online brick link Lego dealer, like, is this an actual thing already or is this? It's a huge thing. Really? There's, there's about 10 uh, brick link stores in Edmonton alone. And one of the guys is one of the biggest in Canada. Wow. I had no yeah. idea. And that's right here in Edmonton. Well, it's all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But it's based yeah. out of Edmonton, this one you're yeah. talking about. And it's out of a guy's basement. Wow. Same as it's out of my basement. What is the most sought after piece of Lego? Uh, actually, one of the original Millennium Vulcans. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually. Like the the whole set, you mean, right? Well, no. Uh, it's it's probably a minifigure. It's out there in the general world. Uh, Mr. Gold. He looks like uh, Mr. Moneypenny from Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Except for all of the black is shiny gold. And there was like five of them released in various boxes back in, I think it was about 2015. What would that guy be worth? A couple thousand dollars. Two grand for a little action figure? Like a little Lego action figure? Okay. Everybody rush home, pull out that ice cream pail full of oddball, and you'd, oh, so in your Lego bucket too, or box or whatever you kept it, every now and again there'd be that weird off-brand piece of Lego that didn't quite line up with the holes on the real Lego, and and every time it would trick you. You're just trying to build another bungalow with no roof on it, and you get that weird brick. I don't want to hobby shame. Mm-hmm. I know people love oh, Lego. Yeah. I know they do. But I just, in my, I can't wrap my brain around two grand for a Lego man. Uh, Is no. that going to increase in value? Well, you know that guy that he was, uh, that Corey just mentioned, there's a guy here in Edmonton that's a YouTuber. He's probably one of the biggest sellers in Canada. He, I found his YouTube channel. Brixie is his name. Okay. He's got, I think, 250,000 subscribers. When I checked the other day, he had just posted a video 30 minutes earlier. So there was a new video up there. And I think he was already at four or 5,000 views. So he gets a wow. lot of views very early. People love them some Lego. Yeah. Maybe it is one of those things that it does get a lot of value. And you could... <laughs> Return on investment could be high. Here's a scenario. Let me float this one out there and possibly offend people. You got a brother. Let's just say you have a brother. He lives alone. He's in his mid-40s, never been married, Mm -hmm. but he has a basement full of Lego. What do you think? Do you ask him to babysit your kids when you're going to Mexico for a week? uh, Yeah. At least he has a lot of Lego for them to play. True. Probably wouldn't let them play with the Lego. Yeah. Is but, that something you would put in your dating profile? <laughs> I'm single, never been married, have a basement full of Lego. I would leave that out. Yeah, that might be a good idea. I would leave it out. But and maybe again, it's one of those things we just don't understand. And the people that do, boy, do they love it. Yeah, I don't want to, uh, like you said, I don't want to hobby shame. But no. maybe we just did. It's a world I just don't understand. Yeah. Somebody else said, my answer is so cheesy. I'd be a low-cost daycare with extended hours so people could get quality, trustworthy daycare for cheap, but mainly so I could watch my children grow up there. Huh. How lovely. Where's the Lamborghini? Where's the <laughs> I was gonna say, Where's makes, the super yacht? That makes me feel bad. I don't want to hear people who do good things with the... <laughs> There's people, the other day when we were talking about this on the radio show, were texting in with all these generous things they'd be doing, and I'm like... I. I'd buy a 1959 Les Paul. Yeah, it makes me feel bad that yeah. they're talking about a low-cost daycare, something that people badly need. And I know it in my head. I'm like, I would be somewhere island shopping. Oh, here, <laughs> this one will make us feel better. If money was no object, I'd buy a four-slice toaster. 
Ooh, only rocking the two right now. I'm only rocking a two right now, too. Four slices is too much, especially if you live alone. It is a little too much bread. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. That's not to say I have a brother in his mid-40s that is single and has a basement full of Lego. I didn't mean to imply that. In case one of my brothers is listening. Okay, good. Good, yeah. good to clarify. Ooh, I was stuck down my basement the other night. When the power went out. Yeah, I, the power outage. There was a big power outage here in Edmonton. A huge chunk of the south part of the city lost like it power. It was massive. At like 6 o'clock at night, the power went out. Uh, I was just on the outskirts of it, so I had power all day. Not, yeah, because I live in a good neighborhood. <laughs> not a big deal. So, yeah, you you saw it on TV, though. I was blissfully unaware of what was going on around me. I was just having all the lights on in my house. All the TVs were on. Really? As loud as they could get. Turned on an oven you weren't even using? I was. Uh, I turned on the laundry machine just to watch one pair of jeans. <laughs> the laundry machine? <laughs> it's called a washer. Of course. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> it was, uh, was it cold that night? It wasn't as cold as it had been. And the power was out for some people for nine hours. Yes. It was only out at my place for about three, three and a half hours. That's uh, that's way too long. Something like that. But it's funny because uh, I didn't even think about it, but the power went out around six o'clock at right night. Right at six, yeah. So a lot of people, and you pointed this out, were probably making their dinner at that time. Yeah. Think of the casseroles. How many casseroles were lost that night because of the power outage? You just got it in the oven. It needs to be in there for a while. Good oh, yeah. casserole needs to be piping hot. Oh, yeah. And uh, the power goes out, that casserole's done. What is the definition of a casserole, by the way? I don't even know. Like, does it... For me, it's just something that's all in one dish that you just scoop into, like, a plate or bowl. And it's got a bunch of different stuff. I do yeah. enjoy a casserole, except for tuna. Ugh. Ooh, I could do tuna. I like tuna. I like casserole. But you put those two things together. No, thank you. Not for me. Casseroles, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Just all the ingredients, your entire dinner's in one scoop. Basically. I wonder, though, like how many people had to, um, basically, at that point, the power goes out. Your barbecue, your gas barbecue becomes the casserole ICU. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to try and you're going to try and keep this thing alive. It's on life support right now. Yeah. But you're going to try and get that thing through the night in the barbecue. You're running out there. You got... Two oven mitts carrying the casserole, kicking down doors. Yes. Trying to light that thing in the middle of winter. Oh, would that even work? I don't think it would. Yeah. I don't think it would. I don't know. It's, uh, by the way, this just reminds me, there should be like a casserole food truck. Why is there not a casserole food truck? Ooh. What are the other kinds of casserole? I don't even know. I can only think of tuna. My mom makes a good hamburger casserole. Oh my God, I love that too. But I don't like telling people that because then they think you're... It does seem a little kind of... Hillbilly. Yeah, a little rednecky. Yeah, you don't want to talk about that, but it's <laughs> one of those things. I guess if you think about it, hamburger helper is probably a casserole. More or less. Yeah. But I don't need to buy Hamburger Helper. I can make this on my own. No, I got the skills. I like it. You get a nice fresh bun or oh, roll. Oh, yeah. And you put it on there. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Oh, my God. So why isn't there a casserole food truck called Casa? That's going to be the music that plays out of my casserole food truck, casserole. And I don't see how this uh, food truck doesn't make a million dollars. Right now, Fred Durst is uh, 
calling his lawyer, and I'm going to be receiving a tersely worded note from Limp Biscuit. A cease and desist from Limp Biscuit. What an honor. <laughs> oh, I would frame that. <laughs> Just a, ma- a 30 degree day, mid July, the castle. The- Casserole comes. Come, so you can hear it off in the, the distance. You're like, is that casserole? Does anyone else hear casserole? Everyone's running out of their sprinklers. And yeah. <laughs> Kids, yay! <laughs> Just to get a bowl of pipe and hot casserole. On a hot summer day. Mm-mm. <sighs> oh, somebody said, I've had the opposite. I was making burgers and ran out of propane. Oh. I had to salvage them in the toaster oven. Yes. What? Ooh, toaster oven. A how hot does a toaster oven get? I wouldn't trust red meat in a toaster oven. No. Any kind of meat. Hmm. No, I wouldn't do that. No. Although I've, I I play that game of chicken, too, with my propane, where I'm like, I think, I'm, I, think I can get through this steak. Oh. So I always have to have a plan B in the back of my head in case I lose. What would you do? Pan fry that steak? Pan fry the steak. Burgers I would broil in the oven. Yeah. I don't think I would trust a toaster oven. <laughs> No, it doesn't seem to me like it would get hot enough. That's a seems like a one-way ticket to the uh, porcelain throne, if you know what I mean. Quickest way to get sick to your pants. <laughs> Ranjit texted, I took a toaster oven to work. I cooked steak, bacon, and burgers on your desk? <laughs> At work. <laughs> ah, Ranjit, what that, the hell? That would actually be really funny. It would. Like, you got a printer on your desk, uh, you just go cup full of pens, and a toaster oven with a steak in it. Then you're the guy working next to him. No. Oh. You just stand up, look over the cubicle wall, and he's making a steak. Is that a pork tenderloin? <laughs> what have you got going in there? Is that a pork shoulder? Huh. Oh, my God. Uh, Dano, let's talk casserole. I love a good casserole, but it's, I haven't had one in... Man, it's been a long time. I think, actually, it might have been, like, the last time. Like, I was married years ago, and... My uh, my wife at the time she made her her so called specialty was a tuna casserole, and like you're saying, tuna casseroles at the best of times are not that great, right? Yeah, it's not my favorite. I know a lot of people like it, but yeah, but I I, I looked forward to hers because that meant that I could have like McDonald's for lunch or something because her tuna casserole would just end up right in the friggin' bin. It, <laughs> 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 uh, Tupperware and all. It's all going in the garbage. Not, <laughs> yeah, there's not no saving that Tupperware. The, the scent is on the Tupperware. We're not getting that out. It's uh, tainted, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I think with casseroles, it's one of those things that was ruined by sitcoms, that in every sitcom they're like, oh, casserole. But I think people secretly like it. it, it it's fine. It's good. It can be done well, yeah. You throw enough spices and cheese and, like, the, the right stuff in there, mm-hmm. cool. A casserole can be fantastic. Casserole chat. Who would have thought everybody wanted to talk about casserole? Except for that one texter who was angry that we were talking about casseroles. Boy, did they hate casserole chat. Like, he was mad, or she? Yeah. Like, it was unnecessary. The, the level of anger did not, the level of outrage didn't match Casserole. I can't believe that they thought casserole chat was just a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> that we could be doing better, aiming higher. I disagree. Maybe we could. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. So, big news, everybody outside of Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah, last week they announced that a P.F. Chang's is opening here. Which, if you're listening in other parts of the world right now, you're like, yeah, Big deal. P.F. Chang's. It's a chain restaurant. Yeah. There's only, 
this is going to be the third location in Canada and yeah. it's coming here. And so people are like, oh, okay, P.F. Chang's, I know of that. I ate there on vacation once. Or- and it's going into an old Swiss chalet location. Which makes me sad. I drove by there. That P.F. Chang's is supposed to be opening right away. And I drove by there the other night. It still says Swiss chalet, like in the frosted glass. Oh. So maybe they won't change that and just hope you don't notice that it's now a P.F. Chang's. A little bit different. It's sort of like how we've talked about, is there anything sadder when you drive by a restaurant and it's like, oh, it's got a new name, but you can still see the outline of the old sign or oh. it's, oh. I drove past in a mall here in the city that used to have a Sears. Mm-hmm. And on the side of it, you can still see the Sears. Yeah. From just where the letters burnt a hole in the building. Oh, yeah. How do you get rid of that? No, it makes you sad. But then, this just got us talking about, like with P.F. Chang's, we started talking about traveling the world and going to exotic places or maybe cities where you really should dig in a bit and try some restaurants that aren't chain restaurants. And I was reminded of the night that I was in New York City not that long ago. Times Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, was We were going to a Broadway show that night, and uh, we went to P.F. Chang's for dinner in Times Square. I'm not real proud of that. You're in New York, the cultural mecca. <laughs> yeah, you could go anywhere. No, P.F. Chang's, it'll be. Thank you. Right there. We also one night went to Denny's on the Strip in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, that's sad. And it was like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Ooh, even just sadder. Eat, just eating Denny's, staring at the fountains of the Bellagio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we ended up there. What a weird place, Las Vegas. Denny's looking at the Bellagio. I'm There's not a wisp s- of sadness to that. There is. Especially at that time of day. I don't really... I don't know if you know this about me. I'm not really a foodie. I enjoy a hamburger casserole. I don't, like, I'll eat off the beaten path. My favorite kind of food is like pub food from a sketchy rest, a sketchy pub in a strip mall in a bad part of town. That's where I really shine. That's where I come to life. Place that offers two flavors of wings? Yes. Hot and not hot? That's what I like. Yeah. That's what I like. So. And apparently other people do too. Because Yeah, you think when you're traveling the world, especially you're going over to Europe or Asia, that yeah. you, you want to dabble in the local fare, the local cuisine. And uh, some people just go the opposite direction. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it would feel, I don't know if I'd feel good about eating at, say, a Chili's in the shadow of the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) You feel like I'm missing out. You can see the Eiffel Tower from your table at Chili's. Although, people love to post pictures of the... uh, uh, the Great Sphinx. Oh yes, and the, the pyramids in Cairo. Yeah, yeah, people don't realize the pyramids in Egypt are in the middle of the city. Yeah, and there's like a KFC and a Pizza Hut across the street, and people take pictures through the window, so you can see the logo of KFC <laughs> on the window, and then oh, there's the uh, Great Pyramids. It's one of my favorite photos I've ever seen. Oh, it's just the best. I love that too. Uh, I like to think that I would dabble in local, but then again. I remember I was just a few blocks down the road from Buckingham Palace in England. I could have gone to any number of English pubs and dabble. Uh, no, I ate at the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> Two blocks from Buckingham Palace. Because you could really go for some microwave mashed potatoes. <laughs> I think I had nachos. You know what well, I want here in England? Nachos. Yeah. Uh, let's grab a phone call here. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, I went to San Francisco once with my mom and sisters and my grandma. So every meal but one, Denny's. <laughs> Denny's three times a day. Yeah, it was terrible. 
Uh, Denny's is fine. It, there's nothing wrong with Denny's. I love Denny's. When you travel to a city like San Francisco, it's like you want to dig in. You want to go into some of the darker corners. Yes, I do. Yeah. But I'll have to go back. Denny's all day, every day. <laughs> I guess maybe you can't Ooh. go wrong. You know what you're getting. Yeah. No surprises. I went When I went to San Francisco a couple of years ago, just by myself, I went down to Fisherman's Wharf and I sat there and I had, it was raining and I sat outside. They probably thought, what is this guy doing? I said, I got to sit outside. And I had clam chowder and a bread bowl and a beer for lunch in the pouring rain. Ooh, I feel like a bread bowl wouldn't stand up in the rain. There was an umbrella. So, <laughs> okay, my, but it was cold. I'm sure that the girl who had to serve me was like, what the hell? Come inside. Maybe there's some good logic to eating at a Denny's. In San Francisco, because uh, you well, know what you're getting there, and yeah. the last thing you want is something that's going to disagree with you. Oh, internally, yeah. when you're 23,000 steps from your hotel room, <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing we take for granted here, where we live. If you're driving home and your guts are starting to rumble, you can pull into any restaurant and just walk inside and use the washroom. Whereas, I remember once I needed to uh, make an emergency pit stop, and it was on that New York trip. Try and find a place that'll let you in just to use the bathroom. It's impossible. I paid the guy 10 bucks. <laughs> I said, I need to use the bathroom. It's for customers only. And that's exactly what he sounded like. And I said, would 10 bucks get me a key? And he said, sure. <laughs> so I just I had to bribe my way in. But yeah, we do kind of, that is a luxury here. What a lame thing to have to bribe your way into. Oh, I know. <laughs> Uh, oh, a I like cool the- concert, <laughs> a sports match. No, nope. nope. A, a bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> that was part storage room. Again, like oh. it was. Yeah, that's where they kept all the cleaning supplies. <laughs> or maybe it's just because things kind of tended to get messy in there. Ooh. Uh, I like the looks of this one. Hello. Just wanted to uh, share a story with you about uh, uh, Paris. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you eat in the Chili's restaurant beneath the Eiffel Tower? No, but I took my lovely family uh, to uh, Paris, and uh, we were in the Louvre, and uh, there's a McDonald's in a, somewhere that you can get to in the Louvre. Oh, no. And it was my daughter's favorite restaurant. Well, it's still one of her top, but uh, she was younger. And so we went to uh, the McDonald's in the Louvre. Yeah, so wow. It, yeah. So she had McDonald's chicken nuggets in the shadow of the Mona Lisa. That's right. We had just seen the Mona Lisa, and then it was like, uh, one hamburger with no condiments, just the <laughs> bun and the patty. And I mean, her day was complete. So, yeah. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, Lauren. I love that there's McDonald's around there. Yeah. Like it's unclear that like, is it right inside or is it connected by hallways? In Either my, way. In my head, I've never been to no, Paris, but in my head, I. it's like uh, when there's a Walmart, uh, a McDonald's in a Walmart. Yeah. And it's just kind of, they're cohesive, the synergy. Yes. You can't tell where the Walmart <laughs> begins and, and McDonald's the wa- ends. Yeah, exactly. And I hope it's like that at that museum. And you're just staring at the Mona Lisa. You fling some sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> Oops. You have to reach over with your napkin and dab it off. <laughs> or just sort of lick your finger, wipe it off. Uh, Lisa says, um, I ate a Subway sandwich under the Eiffel Tower. Sue. Yeah. Ah, Paris. The, like, pastry capital of the world? Well... Baguette capital of the world? Yeah, Paris is lots of bread, lots of cheeses, so is Subway. It's the same thing. (laughs) Like, don't come down on Lisa. I would would probably do the same thing. I do need my Italian BMTs, and I need it now. Oh, oh my God. Remember, uh, 
Oh, Jennifer. She called the show and she said, this is kind of not really related, but she told a story about going to Red Robin, which also doesn't exist here anymore. Yeah. But she said they were driving home from a family funeral and it was very, very, the grief was still very, very potent, very real. Her and her family, nobody was really talking. They went into a Red Robin. They're sitting there. They had some drinks on the table, waiting for their food to arrive. And there used to be an electric train that would go around the ceiling. There was a, a, a train track suspended from the ceiling. And they're just sitting there, probably still sniffling, red eyes, holding back the tears. Oh, no. The train derailed right above them <laughs> oh, no. and landed on their table and smashed a bunch of dishes. <laughs> 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 I bet you somebody at the table was like, I think that's Auntie Jean talking to us. <laughs> I guarantee you that came up. But, oh, ooh. Jesus, that's a bad day. Ooh, I wonder if they got offered a free dessert. <laughs> you know what? Your Diet Coke is on us. Yeah. I don't know if you can free dessert your way out of something. The whole bill needs to be comped at that point. Holy cow, that's funny. Oh, here we go, Bryce. Here's somebody who speaks your language. We ate at the Hard Rock Cafe overlooking the harbor in Sydney, Australia. Ah. You mean the Opera House? <laughs> the beautiful Opera House, Sydney, oh. Australia. Ooh, this Let's is get some fun. Hard Rock Cafe nachos. I just love the way people live because if I traveled with any of these people and they're like, we're in, I don't know, Sydney, Australia. You want to go to Hard? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Is it so wrong to travel to the other end of the world and see if their McDonald's Big Macs taste the same? No, it's exa it's perfectly normal. <laughs> I need to know. No, I want to go to a farm out in the country and eat cow udder. <laughs> Freshly harvested, harvested cow udder. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.